Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do you it ready? then. And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Finneran is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Finneran who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, what a week in Atlanta. Falcons win, and the Braves are going to the World Series. But this is a Falcons podcast. We can you talk are listening to Braves. <laughs> we can talk about You're listening to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy. Be Finn 86, Brian Finneran, and I am Tyler Nelson. Uh, Finn, which, I mean, wow, what a week in, in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, the dogs are number one mm-hmm. in the hunt for an SEC championship and potentially a, a playoff nationals uh, championship berth. The Falcons win and might not be as terrible as we thought, and the Braves are going to the World Series for the first time in 22 years. What a time to be in Atlanta. Um, Falcons. Everything. Fans. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons are going to leave something to be desired for sure for the next couple years just because the yeah. salary cap and everything else. So let's not let them put it down on what we got going on with the dogs and the Braves. It's pretty special, and um, it's given us enough to talk about on our radio show in the locker room. On 680 The Fan every morning, which seems like forever now. You talk about the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. It's the Atlanta Braves and the Georgia Bulldogs overlapping in the success that they've had so far in 2021. So it's so much fun to see teams in your city. I haven't been in many cities where there's been title runs. Um, How do you mean? Uh, I mean, I grew up in Orange, in Orange County, California. Right. And the Angels and Dodgers were there at the time, but they weren't. They weren't winning titles. When I was a kid, the Angels were so bad, they were literally the star of a movie about Angels having to come down to make them good. (laughs) Angels in the outfield. Exactly. Um, So I've never lived in a city, I guess you should say, where they've had these opportunities to do something special. I missed the Falcons' Super Bowl runs. Mm -hmm. I was here for the second one. I had never played for either of them. Right. It was a lot of fun to be in the stadium in Houston. Uh, yeah, it was 2016 oh, that's for that ironic. game as well. So, But this is the first city I've ever lived in where you've had an op- opportunity to be a fan. Mm-hmm. And I was never really a fan. I didn't even know what a fan was. You hear the word fanatic, and you watch the Eagles fans lose their mind and throw, throw batteries. It's interesting to see what's going on there. So I was thinking about it. I was never really a fan. And finally, living in Atlanta, playing for the Falcons for 11 years, Yeah. I'm a diehard Falcon fan, and that's bled over into the other sports as well. Hawks have been on a run lately as well. Yeah, that's really young and company, so yep. much fun, and now the Braves and what they're doing. So, well, I heard awesome. Freddie Freeman actually say something, and I, I it was a clip, and I I don't know if it was with uh, with the fan or if it was just a clip I heard from some other, but he was saying how he officially moved here full time a few years 2012. ago, in 2012 or so, and that. That led him to be a fan of the Hawks and the Thrashers when they were here at the time. And it's not just you and me. It's not just you. It's it's our star of the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman, who is it. That means that that thing, the thing you're talking about, can permeate anybody yeah. and any athlete. No question. No question. I remember. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. We played the bite today, and he talked about living here as long as he has now, almost ten years, eleven years. You meet different guys. The yeah. Trey Youngs of the world, the Matt Ryan's of the world. Yeah. The hockey team was still here, like you said, and. Uh, he was able to kind of grow around those things and watch them and root for him. And a lot of times as uh, professional athletes, you don't get a lot of time to root, you know, right. root for your teams. 
especially growing up in California where college football wasn't that big, going right. to Villanova right. where it was fine, but I go back every couple of years and root for the team, but SEC country is different. Right. I even, you know, I heard Hudson Mason say on, on the locker room this morning how you know, Mel Tucker isn't even the mi- biggest coach at Michigan State. Right. It's, it's Tom Izzo. So the, the college football isn't, it's religion here, but it's not right. everywhere else. Right. So it's a fair point. Um, so then, what is the takeaway? Then how do we <laughs> how do we transfer our excitement for with the Braves and the Dogs? I'll tell you how. How so, do we transfer our excitement with the Braves and the Dogs to, to what was, the Falcons are doing? Watching the Falcons was like watching the Braves in the middle of this season, where Will Smith would come into the mound yeah. and walk the first guy, and then give up a hit, and then give up the lead. Or I don't want to put Luke Jackson in there because he was so good during the season, but lately Luke Jackson has been that guy too. Yeah, the last couple outings that he's had, he's got to turn it around. Uh, we had guys throughout the course of the year we thought we were going to do something that just didn't and would keep our blood boiling and, and pressure building throughout the course of baseball games. With the Braves, the Falcons remind me of the same thing right now where you've had some barn burners. You should have took care of business against the Washington football team and let that yeah. one slip away. Yeah, That you one's take, really, like, really uh, regretful now. It's going to sit with me for a long time. Yeah. Can't score 30 points against that ball team and, uh, and, ball still, lose. and, not, and still lose. You get the walk-off against the New York Giants and uh, the walk-off – Against, this weekend, yeah, I can't even remember who the hell we played. Uh, Miami, thank you. Against Miami, Miami, Miami Dolphins. So two walk offs for Young Way Koo, who's been a stud, a thirty-six yarder and a forty-yarder. Not that long, but the pressure that's on those guys. Matt Ryan having to get that guy, that team down the football field. Kyle Pitts with huge catches. Uh, in Another both those games. one-handed catch too. That catch was insane. He, Another one that was Odell Beckham esque. <laughs> I mean, that was incredible. He is. Um, He's a giant wide receiver. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You can almost take the tight end kind of number off well, of him. One of the plays, and I, I think it was one of his bigger catches down the down the right side. He wasn't lined up in the slot. He no, was no, no, no. The, he was the wide out. This was the most times uh, in any game so far this year where he's been in or outside or way outside the slot. Yeah, and it was because Miami played a ton of man to man defense, and you got a huge giant athlete, six six two forty. With DBs trying to cover him, starting DBs. I think one of their guys, one of their starters tried to cover him a couple times, couldn't handle it, and he just made plays. And Matt Ryan threw perfect balls to him. Yeah, he did. So the combination of those two guys has been awesome. Matt threw for 336 yards, a couple of touchdowns. He did have one interception. Um, well, and, let me pause you right yes. there. Does that, that interception, that, that was a real one of those just weird plays, right? Right. Is that, I've always been of the opinion that certain interceptions shouldn't necessarily but, go against a QB. Was that one of those, do you know what I mean by that? Like if it's a freak play where the guy just doesn't catch it and it bounces up in the air and it is it's not always on the QB. Right. Is that one one of the ones that you would say is fair was a fair because it was a little bit like behind him ish. Yeah, right? maybe a little bit, but you have to make plays for your quarterback. It's I mean he's got a hard enough job standing in the pocket. Yeah. With big guys trying to kill him, so tip passes you try to avoid. I always told my receiver my quarterbacks if you throw me the football and give me a chance, it's either going to be caught, it's going to be knocked down by me. Or him, and it'll never be intercepted. Right. Um, so that's just my that was my mindset going into the thing, and I think more receivers have to have that mindset. So, like Patrick Mahomes has had a ridiculously unlucky year with some of his interceptions, yeah, yeah. but he's also making some poor choices too. So it's a combination of both. Right. So to that, um, I will still say that that fumble by Matt was was not great. That no, I, I love seeing a game like that. You can't do. I that. love seeing Matt get out of the pocket. I love seeing him run just because he's not a running quarterback. But um, but I love seeing Matt get out of the pocket. And that was something I noticed this weekend was there was a lot of Matt rolling out, and that makes me think about our Super Bowl year just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of Matt rolling out in that second year with Kyle Shanahan. 
he got really comfortable with that, and that I felt like led to a lot of offensive success. Would, do you think that was intentional, or do you think that was him? I, that was part of a play design, that, that, or that was a game plan, or was that just no, I de think, facto doing what he thought was best? Arthur Smith and Kyle Shanahan are kind of from the same cloth, mm-hmm. where they that play action pass mm-hmm. and run game are huge in what they're able to do, and the Falcons have not been able to run the ball effectively yet this season. Carter Patterson has done a nice job. But I think they only ran the ball 21 times. Yeah. And um, you're not getting a lot of yardage. You have barely gone over 100 yards right. but one game. So, But you have to continue to do it to keep Matt on the move, to let Matt be able to fake the handoff, keep the mm-hmm. linebackers sucked up, and then dump it over their heads. They had one great play where guys went to the flat, a couple guys ran deep, and Kyle Pitts was by himself in the middle of the field. On that slant it, route, that little crossing route thing. Yeah, and it was a play-action little boot, and Matt just kind of half rolls and finds it right in the middle of the field between like four or five dudes. A great throw and a great job and a great play design getting them open like that. So the run game leads to some play-action stuff that you're talking about with Matt rolling out more. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that run game doesn't get better, then Matt, Matt's going to have a tough time play-faking because nobody's going to buy the play-fake. If you if you suck it running the football. So with that said, um, my major negative takeaway was our secondary and just the defense. I, 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 what you kept saying last week on last week's episode of FinCast, brought to you by Scan Energy, was that just don't be the team that Miami gets right against. Right. And we, as you said, we only could to walk it off again. We almost became the team that Miami got it right against. That's exactly right. So that was not on Matt. It wasn't on Kyle Pitts. It wasn't on the offense. It wasn't in the offensive line, which was our negative takeaway at the beginning of the season. Offensive line has gotten better. They have. The young kids have, have, have pulled it together. The Defensively, it's been so awful. Much. It's been awful. Relatively speaking, we had a couple guys. Uh, two there guys some played every play. Uh, Foye. Mm-hmm. Alokan and uh, Deion Jones played all 73 snaps. Who both had some really nice plays, and uh, Foye Alokan with the pick at the end of the game, too. So, and Deion, Deion's name was called more than he has been all season, I think, in this game. But w- what do we do? What is, the, what is the answer other than just better players? You got to get healthy. AJ Terrell gets right. back and hurts his neck. Hope it wasn't another head concussion he's already dealt with this year. But he's been really good in man to man coverage. He played 50 out of the 73 snaps before he got hurt. Grady Jarrett. Obviously, uh, actually caused the interception that Foye picked off. A great inside release. Got in there, affected the quarterback into a, and made him throw up before he wanted to. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, you just don't have enough guys making plays. You had guys out with injury. I haven't seen Kaminsky at all. Um, Dante Fowler Jr. was out with whatever he's dealing with. You got a guy. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what is, is it injury or is it a personal issue? Or? No, 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 injury, yeah. It's injury, okay. He's got some kind of lower body injury, I believe. Steven Means was an outside linebacker that played 56 snaps. I want to see. I mean, Grady, I'm sure, doesn't want to come off the field, but he missed 17 snaps for whatever reason. I did not catch that. Why? The, the rotation they uh-huh. have on the defensive line is is a lot. I is mean, that run versus pass stuff? or Because Grady's a both. Right. I don't want him off the field, right. to tell you the truth. But I think, I think Miami had together like a, I think they had a deep, long 15, 16 play drive at one point. So maybe they got a little bit gassed. But to your point, you let Tua, who was struggling, go 32 of 40 for 290 yards and four touchdowns. You did intercept him a couple times, which is great. Um, Jalen Hawkins. Jalen Hawkins. On the back end as a safety. Uh, heard a good story about him. He's a receiver, four-star receiver out of California that went to Cal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some injuries in their defensive backfield at Cal, and they asked him to go play cornerback his second year there, and he did. Thought it might be for a year. Uh, he's got such good hands, and he's such a good athlete. They kept him there. 
played safety and um and next thing you know he's a he's a draft pick and a guy that's helping a team in the NFL at the yeah. cornerback safety I thought position. that was a really nice pick too and, and oh, it was great yeah and, and Foya Lucons was more right place right yes. time of course it was a good play and, and but still two that picks in one better. game the only thing was just not enough pressure we didn't have Dante Fowler Jr right. but still I think that's your ultimate point right no question defense is suspect right now so then again I, I asked you this question last week it, what does Dean Pease do? Well, is there anything to draw up? Is there anything? Is there anybody to coach up? Are we just waiting for the younger guys to get older and more experienced? Are we waiting for more draft picks on the next coming seasons? All of the above. All of the above. All of the above. Because <laughs> Thomas Dimitrov left this team screwed. Right. As far as the salary cap's concerned, I mean, we were just talking to somebody in there. I think it was Buck Blue as we did our show crossover. Why can't we build from the defensive line? We're getting dominated up front on both sides of the ball. And, Relatively speaking, we are a little bit. Only giving up nine sacks is not bad for our offensive line, but defensively, mm-hmm. there's no real pressure on the quarterback. You're not affecting the game the right way. You're not really stopping the run like you'd like to. So uh, it's players. It's scheme, getting used to it. It's adding more players that are draft picks on the defensive line. Right. We brought that up because Jordan Davis is such a stud at Georgia right Bingo. now. Bingo. I, I, was, I, was, I didn't want to cut you off, but, man, uh, I would love to see that guy on this team. But where are we going to have our picks? Yeah. You know, where are we picking this yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. We're 500 right now. We're in one game out of the uh, playoff race. Right. If we go ahead and take care of business against Carolina, we'll be right back in the mix and, and tied for a seventh seed, I think. Uh, and now you're talking about picking anywhere from 10 to 20 again, assuming you and maybe we, make And we won't be in the Jordan Davis uh yeah, so it never seems Lottery to work at that out point. for us, for God's sakes. All right, well, before we just go too far down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole of uh, <laughs> the conversation team, of, yeah. of playoffs versus tanking, uh, let's get to Finn's Ring of Honor. This is the one ring. Finn's Ring of Honor. All right, Finn. Who do we have this week? On a positive note, to segue into positivity, who do we have this week for Finn's yes. Ring of Honor? The Ring of Honor is always positive. There's yes, no question exactly. about that. So Terrence Joseph Rubisky. Terry Rubisky. Uh, Terry Rubisky, my receiver coach my last three, four, three years here mm-hmm. in Atlanta. But my friend to this day, one of my favorite guys in the world. He's one of the first black football players at LSU, I believe. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Took a lot of heat. Maybe, yeah. I mean, dealt with a lot of stuff. Growing up in the deep yeah. south and dealing with that stuff from New Orleans, so he gets it. Okay. He understands where his roots are. And yeah. he was a running back that played for the Raiders. I think he was drafted in the eighth round in 1977. Played with the Dolphins as well, and then coached since 1982 to last year. He's a uh, he's got a personality that lights up a room. He knows how to deal with players, egos, and talents. I mean, he had a room full of myself, Harry Douglas. Ter- um, <laughs> Roddy White, Michael Jenkins, and and the list goes on yeah, and on. Yeah, definitely some characters in that yeah, room. Yeah, <laughs> and then had um, Julio Jones to so that mix as well. And he just gets his players to play as hard as you could possibly see a guy play on the football field because that's the way he played. So, well, when when the Falcons were the uh, were featured on Hard Knocks a few years ago, he was definitely one of the stars and one of the ones that came off as mm-hmm. likable and lovable and one of the characters of the of of that season of no Hard question. Knocks. No question, his personality is spectacular and. Um, Super great guy, super funny. Um, just understands a player's coach, but also understands you got to work hard to be good in this league. So Terry Biscuit will be this week's Scan Energy Finns Falcon Ring of Honor. So uh, what is Terry doing uh, right now? So he was he went to the Titans right after the Falcons, right? Is he yeah, retired he or is he still? Well, he's, he's close to retired. He's out in L.A. now. Moved out with one of his kids. His lovely wife Cynthia, 
and uh, he's doing some different things out there. It's hard for those guys that are lifers mm-hmm. to get away from the game right. too far. So, I mean, the guy spent 40 years coaching NFL football in, in college and everything else, so I don't know what he's going to do. It's, it's, it's a long time to be in this league. It's a grind. So he's taking this year off, kind of figuring out what he wants to do, and we'll see what happens after that. All right, well, this week's Finn's Ring of Honor, Terry Rabisky, Falcons coach, among others. Um, all right, Finn, well, then let's do a quick hit on – Tell me what we were looking at with the Carolina Panthers and then maybe what else is going on in the league because there's some other anomalies and things we might not have expected happen in the NFL right now. Yeah, no doubt. Let's start with the Carolina Panthers. They're a football team that's trying to find their way at this point. They're 3-4. and four. They get off to a hot, hot start. Yeah, they looked a lot better at the beginning than they do now. Well, you know why that happens sometimes? Injuries. Yeah, or you play teams that are named the Jets, the Saints <laughs> that were bad, and the Houston Texans. That's a good point. Okay, they rattled off three in a row and have lost four in a row since then against the Cowboys. Uh, not a very good Eagles team, who we lost to. Yep. Uh, a Minnesota Vikings team, and the New York Giants just beat the hell out of them 25-3. to So that's a ball club that we need to take advantage of that's really reeling right now as it looks. So Carolina on the schedule, and uh, Sam Darnold struggling. Christian McCaffrey on IR. Yep. Chuba Hubbard trying to take over. Whole thing is nuts right now, so they'll, uh, they're trying to make it work. Young defense that flies around, and... Um, I mean, all their draft picks two years ago were defensive guys, so they got some guys that can play uh-huh. for sure. So you got to protect Matt up front and not turn the ball over. And I think this is a game you should win and put yourself in good shape at four and three. Well, uh, as we just discussed, and everything the Falcons are good at versus not good at, I, I'd rather them have a good defense than a good offense <laughs> as far as hopes for winning. So, no doubt. Um, then we saw the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are really doing something. I mean, just not performing. We and out of nowhere, right? Yep. And then the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow are looking hot. Who else? What What are some other storylines that we should be following in the NFL right now? You think Tennessee Titans have beat the Bills and the um, yeah and the Kansas City Chiefs in the last two weeks and pretty handily. I as did. Well. The Titans kicked the crap out of the the Chiefs. Yeah. So and, that's a team to keep an eye on. That's really rolling. Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and mm-hmm. Jamar Chase has been awesome to watch. As well, Green Bay will be without. Looks like they play Thursday night against the Arizona Cardinals. Green mm-hmm. Bay's uh, rolling right now. I think they're six and one, and they play seven and zero Arizona Cardinals, who, in my opinion, came out of nowhere. But they right. built that defense. They got some guys from the Houston Texans that didn't want to be there anymore. J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins. Yep, and they've turned that team into something pretty special in Arizona. Well, that DeAndre Hopkins trade lost Bill. Uh, uh, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien's job for sure. Yeah, more than that, lost him his job. Yeah, well, love. yes, <laughs> cherry on top, I guess you could um, say. Besides that, Raiders, I think are a team you got to keep an eye on. They've had some surprisingly nice wins, and uh, the San Francisco 49ers are a team that everybody thought had a chance to go to a Super Bowl, and they look like anything but that. Today. Yeah, as we're sitting right now, who do, who you th- who's in the uh, Super Bowl? Buffalo Bills have been awesome. Yep, uh, Tennessee will give them a run for their money. I, I for some dumb reason I still don't want to count out Kansas City, but I almost think I have to. Yeah. Uh, in the NFC, obviously, uh, Tampa Bay, um, Green Bay, if they all stay healthy. Who am I missing in the NFC that's been pretty good I mean, so I th- far? I think that's about it, though. Like, the NFC just doesn't look that strong, right? I mean, mm, it's, they got enough guys. You just have to— uh, We have to submit one to the Super Bowl, I understand. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, the, the boppers, as we were just talking about, really are looking like they're coming from the AFC. Yeah. Bills, the Bengals, the Titans, the Raiders are on that side of the deal. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys, we kind of forget yeah. about, but they've been rolling. Uh, the Packers six and one, Tampa Bay six and one, Arizona seven and zero. Oh, so the t- oh the Rams as well six and one. So wow, 
We got four an, teams. An, an, unno- an unnoticed six and one. That's though. exactly right. They've been really good. So it's going to be fun to see how this thing shakes out. So with that, uh, I can say that the 680, the fan crew here, uh, both in front of, behind, and on every side of the mic, or will yeah. be all around the battery this weekend. I know the locker room is going to be doing some cool stuff, all the guys in the locker room. Yeah, Saturday um, we should be at the Braves Braves World Series game, yep. which will be a first first for me, which I'm excited about. Yeah, me too. Um, a, lot nice. of, a lot of us from 680, the fan, will be at the game on Saturday night. I know we're going to be walking in Georgia and Florida on Saturday up here in the office before before the game. Um, I actually had some former Braves text me asking what we were doing. If you have former Braves texting 680 fan boys. Guys on the former, the last World Series team? Yes, guys what? who were on the former World Series winning team uh, text me awesome. asking what the 680 fan crew was doing. You know, we got Let's it going do on. It. It's been an exciting week, and uh, the Falcons doing the right thing. The Braves in the World Series. The Dogs number one in the country. Fun time to be in Atlanta. Everything's good. All right, Finn, we'll catch up next week on FinCast. Opportunities to FinCast brought to you by Scanna Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at Tyler at 680thefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 680thefan on the podcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 